Hello, welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is a show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Did any of you notice something a bit odd about the Biden inauguration and his quote-unquote presidency thus far? Did you notice anything odd about the inauguration itself? I mean, besides the massive military presence, most of which are still there in D.C. and are going to be there through mid-March. Why do you think this is? Do you think it's to protect Biden from the rabid mobs of patriots the way the mainstream media claims? Why are none of the patriots getting upset by anything Biden is doing, even as they were disappointed in the lack of fireworks on January 20th? Is it because they are resigned to four years of Biden-Harris? Or are they aware that Biden has no authority right now and thus no ability to further harm the republic? I wanted to share with you part of a correspondence I received from a military friend of mine. He asked me a few questions with a wink and a smile. He asked, why was Biden denied a military plane to bring him to D.C.? Why was the typical song for the arrival of POTUS not played for Biden during the inauguration? Why wasn't Joe Biden rendered a 21-gun salute as is customary for an incoming president? Why did the military turn their back on Biden when he drove by in his motorcade rather than face and salute, which is customary for all service members? Why is the Pentagon still blocking access for members of Biden's administration? My friend is pointing to something. The military are not answering to the Biden administration. Are we, in fact, in a de facto military rule right now? I stand by everything I said in episode 72, The Storm is Upon Us. However, I don't sit in meetings with President Trump and General Flynn and Ezra Cohen-Watnick and others. I don't know what events make most sense by what date, but we do know they're coming. I started to see something unfold in recent days, that if the arrests that the military are preparing for had been done on President Trump's watch, half the country would never accept the arrests. They and the deep state-controlled mainstream media would have called it the maneuvers of a fascist dictator and never accepted the evidence presented before them. This is optics for the public. Right now, Trump is in Florida playing golf. Joe Biden is in control of the nation and the military, right? Are the troops in D.C. to protect Joe Biden and his administration or to finish a job that has been in the works for years? Do you think the military will just hand over the nation to the Chinese Communist Party, the Great Reset, and treasonous politician with all the evidence they have? Are you at all aware of the evidence? Will enough people awaken to alter the course of the hero's journey? What does your gut tell you about this question? My guest today is again Champ Perina, the creator of the Great Awakening Map. We caught up with Champ to help us make sense of the unfolding current events using the Great Awakening as a context. Here is my interview with Champ Perina. Okay, I'm here once again with Champ Perina, thought leader, spiritual teacher, creator of the Great Awakening, Matt. Champ Perina, welcome back to Basecamp for Men, Champ. It's great to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me back, Tony. It's an honor to speak with you and all of your listeners. That's great. Um, so I'm just going to dive right in. I mean, you're over in Thailand and, um, you know, there was great anticipation of January 20th. Um, you know, anybody that follows Q and all the stuff. Um, and then it kind of landed with a thud. People were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He just got, Biden got inaugurated. That's not what people were expecting. Um, so it was kind of a day here amongst patriots of sort of a, wait a minute, what's going on? How do we reframe this? What, what's actually going on? 
that were, you know, there's a lot of information being sent out and a lot of people felt kicked in the gut when they didn't see anything before the inauguration. And you're over in Thailand. I guess I just wanted to check in with you to start with and just say, you know, how were things there? Was it, was it, did it feel kind of removed from the action? Was, was there a lot of anticipation there? Was there a celebration because Biden won? Like what, uh, or that he was inaugurated, not that he won. But so I guess I just wanted to get a temperature of what were things like there um, and just kind of your take on it now, you know, day or two later, what are we? I slept for most of the one day cause I couldn't take it, but now I'm back. So <laughs> I guess I just want to see like, uh, uh, you know, what, what was the take there on the event, the inauguration itself? And then what's your take on it now? Yeah, I totally understand the energy. I, I had to sleep in yesterday because it was just so overwhelming. Yep. The preparation the mental preparation it takes for an event like this. Mm-hmm. But um, even though I'm living in Thailand, I'm pretty much glued to the internet throughout my day. So I'm still very much in America, if you know what I mean. But in if you're wondering about like the, the culture of Thailand, I mean, they're just going along with whatever the media gives them, you know, when, the, yeah. when it's on the TV, you know, they smile and they... My family congratulates me for Biden's win. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, you guys have no idea this is a satanic pedophile group taking over control, a coup of our country. And you don't even want to know right. the crimes that they have been told to have done. So, I mean, my family has no idea. My, my, the people, my community or where I live in Thailand, they don't have any idea of this kind of stuff. But the Thai people are pretty woke in terms of their own politics, in terms of their monarchy. And so for them to be woke to American politics is a little bit of a stretch. But I do have some random friends in Thailand who are very woke to what's going on, with even with Q. So I was very impressed with the Thai people and their, uh, their level of wokeness <laughs> in yeah. terms of Amer- American politics. So... It was a very difficult week for a lot of patriots, but it was also something that we are used to. Um, for myself, I've been in this for like 10 years. You know, I've been trying to expose government corruption for that long since I was awakening. And this inauguration is just another event to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, know, I know that it's not the end for, for anything that Trump has done. This is probably just the intermission of the movie, um, you know, back in the 60s and 70s when movies were very long, yeah. in the movie, movie theater, you'd have an intermission and people would go out and have a drink and come back. This is the intermission. This is the part where all the patriots need to take a deep breath and realize that we are going to go in even harder now. The military knows everything that Biden and his family has done. And they're not going to just let them walk in and take this country from us. You have yeah. to understand that there are hundreds and thousands of true patriots who are on the side of Trump and the good workings that QAnon has taught us all about. And these people are in our military and they're in corporations and they're all over our world. And they are going to be the people who stand up and do their best to try to take down any type of evil threat to our life, to our country. I, I know these patriots are out there and 
this is the time for them to to be active. I, I think I, I mean I was going to ask you if you if you think the because one of the things that came out of the whole patriot community, um, I think there was a collective expectation, and when I sat with it myself, I was like, well, why did I think it had to be done before January twentieth? And of course, the the reason was because I thought, well, if you inaugurate Biden, you give him the commander in chief post. And all of a sudden, he can just start wielding uh, the deep state's power again and nullify all that. And, and then, and, and so that's why I think I had, I in my head thought it's got to be January 20th. But then when it didn't go down that way, you know, first I curled up under a blanket because a lot of people talk to me and I'm talking to a lot of people, helping them to understand and, and hold the, the space of optimism that patriots have this and this is the military's in control. And then some of the real strong people in that community said, wait a minute, there, there was, nobody said this had to be done on your timeline. Like they said that in a way, and I started to see that had all this gone down with Trump still as the president, there would have been half the country would have been saying he's a fascist dictator who's now asserting the military because he's a sore loser and we don't think that there was any legitimate fraud because the the deep state controlled media has told us it's baseless so they they would have never believed anything they would have thought for sure that that was just a coup um against the legitimately elected joe biden now with donald trump out um everything i'm reading says it is the military is fully in control um, he's not even legitimately the commander in chief. And when people say, what do you mean? I mean, I saw that, that video. I don't know if you saw it that went viral with all of those troops turning their back on Biden as he drove by in the motorcade. And I'm like, that is not a military that is standing at attention to the commander in chief. They're turning their back on him saying, you're not the real commander in chief right now. And I was like, that is very telling. And then there was just a lot of really good stuff today. People saying, just be patient hold on, it didn't go the way you thought it is going, but it does not mean that this is lost. There's no way the military, with everything they know about the crimes like that you had just said, the crimes against humanity, the corruption, the treason in high places, there's no way they're going to hand the keys over to the Communist Party. There's no way. And I'm like, that makes sense to me. And I I was feeling better today. I don't know about you, but I was like, you know what? Today was a better day than yesterday because yesterday kind of sucked. <laughs> so. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel so much better today and even this morning because I realize that I've, I've heard this term said and it's a very beautiful term and it's been said that once Biden took office mm-hmm. the crime is now complete yep. and what that means is that the whole world has seen a deliberate steal of the presidency and now everything is in place to reverse that and I know that the military has a plan. And I know that it's just a matter of time. It's only been two days. Yeah. So yeah. I know that this month is going to be very exciting and we're going to have a lot of high hopes and we should. Yeah. Um, I think 75 million people who voted for Trump are not going to go the silent majority. I think we're going to be, we are the majority and we are going to win. And it's just a matter of how it's going to happen. Because these deep staters have a lot of traps set in place. And you have to remember, I don't think any of our 
listeners today shed any blood at all during the past four years for this war. Right. I mean, this is a revolutionary war that is digital. And in this digital battlefield, the type of casualties that we suffer are mental and maybe sometimes we lose friends and family. And for myself, you know, I'm very distant from my family because they watch mainstream news and they have no idea what's going on. They have no idea that my Twitter has been censored, my my Instagram, my YouTube, my website was uh, terminated two days ago by Squarespace. Um, oh my God. And that was a huge blow because my website is my primary um, income generator. So wow. something like that for my family to have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And then for them to like message me and, and congratulate me and say, hey, Biden's the new president. I know. You know, that's, that's like for a patriot, that's, that's, about, that's hard. I know. I'm so looking forward to them um, taking aim, patriots and we the people taking aim at big tech because so many people are being censored. I mean, that's devastating to lose your business. Um, uh, I've had that too. I got kicked off Twitter. I've had episodes pulled down from iTunes. Wow. Uh, from iTunes. I had no idea. Yeah. And then, and then also Google put the big uh, banner over my website that said, this is a very dangerous website. You know, yeah, so totally. they, did, they didn't take it you down. You got the badge of honor. I got the badge of honor, but I'm like, <laughs> you know what? This is such a pain in the ass. For anybody speaking the truth is going to be marred by this. And I don't, you know, I don't have the followers you do, but I'm, it still royally kind of irritates me. It's like, fuck you. Come on. You know, like, <laughs> what, how, how is this so dangerous to you? I don't have that many people that are paying attention or listening, but they've, they've flagged me as a potential rabble rouser or, you know, the titles of my, of my uh, podcast maybe uh, trigger some AI, you know, recognition. Oh, definitely. Uh-oh, this guy's a troublemaker, you know, so. It's, it's definitely some AI boss and yeah. maybe a few staff. Yeah. But um, everything on, on Parler was taken down. So everybody was taken down on Parler. Yeah. And I was, I was forced to start Gab. And Gab seems to be working a little bit better yeah. this week. But um, I like the layout of Gab. It has a very much more beautiful user interface than Parler. And for somebody like myself, that's a very important thing when, when you're using a social media platform Me too. to share ideas. It has to be a really professional looking tool. Otherwise, yeah. people aren't going to care about it. So right now, all I have is Gab. My Twitter is down. I have my Instagram. My website is running on a backup. I don't know how long Squarespace is going to leave no. it up, but let's just pray that they don't, they don't catch my backup. So I have some work ahead of me the, the, the next month. I need to figure out how to create a safe website that won't be taken down. But um, this is the type of things that we have to deal with in this digital war. So yeah, we are yeah. pretty lucky that it's not more of a physical war. We have digital protection and we can continue sharing red meme, uh, sharing red pills and memes across all social media to awaken as many people as we can. Yeah, that's a good point because in a, in a different era, you and I might be in uh, the gulag somewhere, right? <laughs> For talking to people, you know, like, so, um, but I'm kind of like you, like I, I went over to Parlor, but I, I did just, it was just kind of an ugly platform. I just didn't really think it didn't have a very elegant interface. I was just like, I don't like this. What I hope they do, I would love to see we the people take over Twitter because I really do love Twitter. I, I think it's a really elegant way of communicating and I do like the the functionality of it. And 
And, but I won't go back unless it's got completely different leadership. Like I can't, I'm not going to be, you know, begging to get back. It's got to be that, oh, look, you know, they, they took it apart or there's somebody else running it now and they're not going to censor you or shadow ban you or any of that other stuff. But I secretly hope, I don't really care much for Facebook, but I, I secretly hope that Twitter um, survives the purge, <laughs> so to speak. So I don't know. What about you? I always pray that there are rebels within yeah. all of these social media companies. And I pray that they are the rebel alliance like from Star Wars. They take yeah. down the empire or they, they modify it in a way that we patriots can still get our voices out. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to shift gears a little bit. My, I was over um, having dinner with a friend and I got him the Great Awakening map. And so we had dinner with him and his family and he had his two grown daughters home um, and for Christmas. And so he had your, your map up on the wall. So we opened up a couple of bottles of wine. Well, they did, I didn't, but, um, and, uh, we were just pouring over the map. People were, you know, talking to one another, something would catch their eye. Um, the daughters were, are, have all been red pilled. Like it's, it was such a fascinating dynamic because here was, you know, five adults, um, different ages, different generations, and people are pointing out different things on the map and going, oh, have you heard about that? Or somebody would say, well, what's this? Has anybody heard that? What's, what's going on with that? And then somebody would say, oh yeah, you got to read this book, or uh, they would start describing it. And I mean, this was a better part of the evening. And I just thought I wanted to share that with you because I don't know if that's what you intended, but this is get five people around talking about the different red pills that they've experienced with one another. And it was different. Everybody had different stories and different um, ahas and awakenings from different parts of their life. And it was just wonderful. Um, and there was just a ton of stuff still. It's so it's such an extensive map. There was still a ton of stuff that we're like, anybody heard of that? No, I haven't really done much research on that. So <laughs> it was, it was really, really cool. It was really cool. And I wanted to share it with you because I thought you'd get a kick out of it. And I guess one of the things I wanted to ask you is, it, let's say a listener is like, okay, I'm, I've heard a few of their episodes. I listened to Champ's last one and all this talk about the red pill. And now I'm actually doing my own research and I'm seeing there's a lot of stuff out there. What is What would you consider to be kind of an accessible on-ramp? What would be a red pill that maybe you would say, hey, you know, because there's some of the stuff's going to be a lot for someone. Like if they get into the ET stuff, that's a big, big, there's a lot there and a lot of different directions and it could get a little overwhelming. Um, and I guess I just wanted to ask you, what would be a good way to um, coach somebody on saying, hey, I heard your episode. Where do I start? Uh, besides ordering his map, where do I begin my investigations into some of this stuff? Right. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's awesome. But for myself, I can only speak to how I came to Awakening. And that was through watching YouTube lectures mm. of whistleblowers talking. Um, not just whistleblowers, but you know, consciousness researchers and spiritual teachers. So YouTube is the best source. And when I first was Awakening, the researchers I listened to are researchers that I think everybody should listen to. And the number one person who helps me the most is David Wilcock. Mm -hmm. He is a consciousness metaphysical researcher, best in the world, best of our time. He yep. is one of the most knowledgeable human beings who will ever have lived. Mm -hmm. And he has helped me find other researchers such as Nassim Haramein and Dolores Cannon 
And for those who want to go into the ET realm, they can look up Project Camelot with Carrie Cassidy. Um, There are hundreds of whistleblower interviews from all types of people in Black Project programs, people who have ET encounters, people who have worked in underground bases, people who have have been to Mars, people Mm -hmm. who have been to other galaxies, you name it. These people are known as whistleblowers. They are coming out of these top secret programs and speaking out about what they've seen. And from those three to four researchers, um, I spent over 10 years devouring every single thing that they've, they've produced. And over the years, you know, you start to see some things may not be true. Some things are more true than others. And you start to weed out the good and bad researchers. You start to see a bigger picture of reality. Yeah. And then you start to see how everything is related in a conscious sense. How everything's interconnected consciously and, and metaphysically. And then from there, you go into the spiritual realm where you yourself begin experimenting and, and seeing higher dimensional realms or having contact with higher dimensional beings or ETs or having psychedelic experiences and opening your third eye and seeing into hyperdimensional realms. Mm-hmm. And then you realize there's, there's all of these dimensions surrounding us with intelligent life that's just waiting to communicate to us. And then you come back to the normal world and you're, you're alone and you're, and you're afraid and you think, how come nobody knows these things? Mm-hmm. I want to do my best to share this information to as many people as possible. And then you find others on Instagram and, and Facebook and social media. And then you realize that there's millions around the world who are just like you who are awakening, fighting all of these amazing rabbit holes and red pills that are not only whetting their appetite in terms of gaining amazing knowledge, but people are transforming themselves into better people. And when you transform your consciousness, the things that you wish for start to come to you quicker and more magically. And people always say, I want more money or I want to travel more. I want this more. What, when you start to spiritually awaken, the things that you want start to come quicker to you. Mm. And it's hard to explain why that happens, but it does happen. And your life begins to take on more meaning. You start to have more respect for yourself and for others, and you become uh, a higher, a higher self of who you are. So, the journey of awakenings can start politically for people, and then it may start to branch off into other areas. And everybody's awakening will be different. My yeah. awakening was was different than everybody else's, but it will also have a lot of similarities. And those similarities you'll see on the Great Awakening map. Yeah, Everything that you see on the Great Awakening map that you know is something that I found. So our paths are similar in that aspect. Somebody may make another Great Awakening map with topics that don't even match mine. And that will be their, their path to awakening. So hopefully um, the map continues helping people see how everything is connected. How everything is spiritually pushing you to become your highest self. Well, I, I think one of the things uh, that why Q is so useful as a red pill for so many people because Q doesn't really get into the metaphysical that much. It's really high-level military intelligence that's dropping these open-source 
you know, uh, little bombs about uh, corruption, um, activation of the military, um, takedown of the deep state, some of the crimes of the deep state elite. Um, even that right there, I, that's why I think Q is a really good on-ramp, not for everybody, but I think for a particular type of person who's maybe, Hey, you know, I'm not into the rainbow body light, you know, or I'm not into all that. You know, I, I like all of it. I, I try to absorb what I can and I, and I drawn to what I'm drawn to, but I recognize that Q is, um, providing some very useful Intel and red pills for a particular person. That's like, yeah, I don't really go for the for all that other stuff. But, uh, but I definitely want to know if there's some military thing going on and I'm definitely very worried about our country. Um, and you know, there's a bunch of red pills there and that, you know, I was talking to my dad and he's like, what's going on? What kind of crimes against humanity? And I started to share some things with him. He's like, Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, I go exactly. Oh my God. Um, and so he's walking it like everybody else. Um, I think some people don't want to look like they feel like, I don't know if it's a fear of losing their discernment or because you and I are sitting here talking so fluidly about, you know, everything we're talking about, ETs, uh, corruption, all that, that. They feel like, you know, if I even poke in the rabbit hole, if I take one little red pill, I'm going to be talking like them. It's like it, you and I have been doing this for so long. And I also was worried about, you know, should I be looking at these things? You know, um, you know, David Wilcock, boy, he's, you know, he's got a lot of information. Is it real? You don't, you just, it strengthens your discernment, I think, is one thing it does. And I think people maybe have a fear of, I won't be discerning enough and people will think, you know, I'm crazy. Um, and so that keeps people from actually following their natural curiosity because a lot of the topics on your map they're really fascinating. You know, there's a lot to all of them, right? It's like, if you're at all a curious individual, I think um, any of the red pills are going to be super fascinating because you're going to find out a lot more about who you are and, and the world you live in more, way more than what the media has been telling you, right? I, I designed the map in a way that every single topic could be a life work mm. of research. And nobody has that type of time to to research every single word on the map. But when you see them all together, you start to see the big picture, which is very important because the problem I had when I was awakening is that every researcher was so inundated with their own work. Sometimes they couldn't see the next researcher next to them who was doing the same type of work and who was doing corroborative data, which, which is just like amazing for me. So you have all of these archaeologists who are like, researching ancient aliens but none of them really talk you know but when you are a researcher you see all of the researchers working and then you have a bigger picture than more than they do so my my goal of the map was to show how all of the researchers were all contributing to the big picture Did you happen to see the, uh, he was taking a picture with his staff a few days before he left 
the White House. Uh, it was a maybe like twenty five of them posing, and it was on caught on video, and and uh, they're all smiling. And he goes, it, "This is the calm before the storm." And then the reporter goes, "What storm, Mister President?" And he goes, "You'll see." <laughs> so, and I was like, I played that video back. I'm like, "No, no, no." He's reassuring everybody, you know, like you'll see. And so that is this, a classic cute clip. Totally. And so, you know, this does feel a little bit like the calm before the storm. And my last question, I just wanted to ask you, like, what what are the res- what resources would you point to people right now? It's the calm before the storm, or even as the storm hits, if there's going to be really tumultuous times, uh, what are your recommendations for people as they as they get uh, you know some of their reality is going to get turned upside down? And what do you what do you suggest for people just to keep their own feet on the ground, their sanity? That's a really good question, Tony, and I hope that you would share your resources as well. But as you know, in the past month, having all of my social media banned, censored, terminated, I've had to figure out new ways to acquire information about uh, politics. And there are times when I don't listen to any or read any politics at all. I just focus on my spiritual meditation practice. Other times I go all in. And that's how I was this month. So um, now that Twitter and Parler are, are, are done for, I, I don't use them. I can't use them. Um, I encourage people to, to always, um, look to David Wilcock and Project Camelot's interviews. And you should also be aware of Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell. These are the lawyers for Trump. And, um, I'm not sure where to get there. Oh, I know. Telegram. Telegram, Telegram yep. is where I get news feeds of, of Linwood and Project Camelot and some other researchers. I'm trying to remember. X-22 report is very classic. I think all patriots listen to X-22. Yep. And if you are on Gab or Twitter, um, just follow the patriots. You'll know them by their, their follower count. And I mean, just from that base that I just said right now, that's already enough, but um, I'm trying to remember some more. Maybe you could tell me some of your favorite sources. Well, it, I, I'm a lot like you. I like Telegram a lot. Everybody moved over there, and I and I really get a lot out of uh, We the People. That it seems to be like a uh, oh, it's a consortium. It's like a whole bunch of people contribute to We the People, but it's really you know, they, they put out a lot of stuff. Anything that hits seems to show up on that feed. And then I follow like Qtaw and Major Patriots, some of the Patriots that I used to follow on Twitter. Um, and uh, I like X-22 a lot. I, I go and watch videos of that. Um, and yeah, yeah. Lin, Lin Wood, I, I, I follow him, of course. Um, he, I li- really liked him on Twitter. I thought on Twitter, he was really hitting the sweet spot on a lot of stuff. And he seems to have backed off a little bit. Um, but Things are changing a lot, so um, oh, the know. stuff that Linwood is talking yeah. about is, oh, yeah. is crazy. It's insane. Totally. It's yeah. not insane for somebody who has been researching this for years, like myself and you. But it's insane that he's releasing this to the public, and I'm so happy that he's doing yeah. it. It's it's amazing. Yeah, he's going into the pedophilia of all of the uh, members in in uh, in government, and that is putting up a huge red flag. Yeah, and um, I think I think that more patriots need to do this type of unveiling of the truth for for all of us to uh, consider. But I forgot to mention Jordan Sather. He's yeah. one of the the longest patriots who have ever been in this 
in this movement. Um, Jordan has a lot of censorship because of the truth that he has been saying. I don't think anybody is more censored than Jordan Sather. So that means that he should be uh, part of your top five uh, resources. And Jordan and I also met in real life. And he and I had been uh, sort of close friends on social media. Um, he actually hung my Great Awakening map in every one of his videos for several months, um, maybe a year or two ago. So that was a very, really nice honor. And it helped me a lot to get the word out for my map and my work. He 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 produced he produced that ET film, didn't he? What was it? Majestic, I think it was called? Uh, I think he was either a, a producer or on the team of yeah. uh, Above Majestic and Cosmic Secret. Yeah. So those two... Um, UFO ET movies are, are what do you call it? Are one hundred and one for right, for right. awakening? You you must watch those. Yeah. And I'm also friends with uh, one of the director of photography for those films, so I I'm always chatting with them, and nice. um, I'm quite close to them. So if anybody wants to get a hold of these people, they can let me know. Cool. Cool. Well, Champ, thanks so much for coming on again. Um, let's keep track of one another. And I think there's going to be a lot to talk about as we move uh, through, you know, the end of January, February. I, I just have a sense that there's a lot of things that are going to be happening. And I have a feeling the next time that we talk to one another, um, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff to connect with and to explore. So thanks again for coming. Keep up all the great work. Um, keep in touch. And, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting time. A lot of people are finding your map and, and finding red pills and conversations like these. So keep up the great work. Let's keep growing our community. And it's a super exciting time to be alive. And I'm super happy that you and I are traveling it together. So thank you. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say the past four years, the Patriots and all of the awakened ones, we've put in so much time and work in, into this battle and, there is no way that the battle is, is over and we are going to win and the light will always win. And we just have to enjoy the show, as they say, and trust that everybody will be arrested when the time is right and justice will be restored, not just on earth, but cosmically. That's the most important thing. Beautiful. The world is watching the United States right now and for good reasons. Enough people have heard the rumors. Will the U.S. fall to its enemies? Will we succumb to the Chinese Communist Party and the Great Reset? Will treasonous politicians and those that traffic in children and human suffering continue to breathe fresh air? Will enough people awaken to alter the course of the hero's journey? My sense is that we won't have to wait long. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Base Camp for Men.